familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Are you breastfeeding and heading back to work? Wondering how to pump to protect your milk supply and still breastfeed? Perhaps you're having difficulties with your baby latching and you need to pump so your baby can have breast milk. Today we're talking about how pumping can support your breastfeeding journey and what it takes to protect your milk supply. This is The Boob Group. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. And I am your host, Sunny Galt. I have never been able to say that before. But you guys know me. I am usually the person producing and doing the stuff behind the scenes. But we are in the process of changing up our format here for The Boob Group. So we've got some really great things planned for you guys. And we're in a bit of a transitional period. So I'm hosting today's episode. They actually gave me the microphone for an entire episode. So we'll see how it goes, right? Thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in today and for being a loyal listener. And don't forget to visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and you'll get all the information about our new episodes. You can also stay connected by downloading our free apps, which are available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. And for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know, I'm always coming on the show saying how much we love our listeners and how much we love for you guys to participate in the show. And a great way to do that is through the segments that we have. And so one of my favorite segments, I love the submissions you guys do for this. It's called Boob Oops. And it's where you guys share your funny breastfeeding and pumping stories. And we have had some amazing stories in the past. Most of the time, these are the funny stories, the embarrassing stories you go through that are funny actually after the fact. So if you can think of one of those, we would love to hear it and share it with our audience. Also, keep in mind, we have a team of experts that is always interested in helping you guys with your breastfeeding and pumping questions. So if that's you and you have a question, go ahead and go to our website and you can submit your question that way. Also, this is actually a new feature we have on our site. When you go to newmommymedia.com, you will see on the side of every page, it says submit or send voicemail, I believe. So you click that and you can actually use the microphone on your computer to send us a voicemail. This is kind of like the new version, you know, not having to like pick up a phone and call in. Uh, This is a much easier way to do that. And 
we would love for you guys to submit that way because that way we actually get to hear your voice, which is so cool. And of course, we'll include all that on a future episode. So let's go ahead and introduce some of the people that can be part of today's episode. Alma, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi, my name is Alma. I'm 21 years old. I'm in the Navy. I have one daughter named Olivia, and she is currently eight months old. And our expert is Gina Chanye, and she's joining us on the phone. Hi, Gina. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Gina Chanye. I am a lactation counselor, and I work at Lancer Laboratories. I am mom of two formerly um, breastfed kids. My daughter, Jalen, is 14 years old, and my son, Luca, is 11 years old. <laughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right, so before we kick off today's show, we have a breastfeeding headline and um, seems to be having more and more of these type of stories kind of popping up, which I think is somewhat refreshing. Um, So there is an Australian artist. She's also a photographer. Her name's Susie Blake. And she has kind of started this this thing on, I believe it's Facebook. I think she posted it to Facebook. Yes. Um, Where she was thinking about a lot of the images we see in the media when it comes to breastfeeding. We see um, recently we talked about it on the boob group but like when Giselle posted that gorgeous photo of her breastfeeding I think it was Instagram um, and we've seen other moms do some similar things um, and, and they have a tendency to be you know very glamorous and so this photographer was kind of thinking about that in her own life and as a breastfeeding mom and she's kind of thinking you know it doesn't really look like that in my house so she took a picture of herself breastfeeding and uploaded it to Facebook and um, basically tagged it with a, a line that said, hey, if any other breastfeeding mothers out there want me to take photographs of them, obviously probably have to be some sort of proximity to where she lives, but if you want me to take photos of you in this manner where it's a very relaxed, just in your home, doing what you normally do in your day-to-day lives, she would be happy to do that. And she's putting it in what she's calling a photo series called, What Does Breastfeeding Look Like? And so um, I have to read this little paragraph that um, she wrote, which kind of explains why she's doing this. She says, while I sat on the sofa at 3 a.m. breastfeeding my son with the scent of puke on my shoulder, while there was a gigantic pile of laundry to do and my toddler would be awake in a few hours, I thought, do other women look like I do now? Do other women feel like I do now? Because quite frankly, I look and feel pretty awful. 
So <laughs> she just took that and kind of ran with it. And I passed around some photos here in the studio. I'll make sure that I post them on our Facebook page so you guys can see. But what are what are your thoughts? These are very, you know, you would see these images of, of you know, moms just in their homes, just kind of doing what they're doing. Toddlers are running around. It's, you know, and it's not that they necessarily have this magical look on their face either. Like, oh, despite all the craziness in my life, I'm just, I'm here with my baby and it's so fantastic. It's not even necessarily that. Uh, Alma, what do you think? Yeah, well, you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you have your oversized t-shirt on and everything and you just feel <laughs> like crap. <laughs> um, Gina, I know you don't, you can't see the photos here in studio, but what do you think of the concept of, you know, showing more average type photos of moms just doing their day-to-day, you know, things that they do in their home? Do you think that can help the breastfeeding cause to normalize breastfeeding? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think anytime we're idealizing something, it makes it seem like it's you know, abnormal to be doing it. So I do think that it's a reality to, you know, be wearing your sweats around or whatever, whatever breastfeeding means to you, whether you want to like get all gutted up or whether you want to just, you know, roll with it. And that's what a reality is for so many moms and so many parents. So I think, you know, anything that can show it that's not in this idealized glossy light, I think is really important. Yeah. And I know that this artist, the photographer, is trying to raise some money now, I think via Indiegogo. They have something up there right now where she wants to kind of bring this campaign more over to the U.S. Because, again, this is an Australian artist. So, um, yeah, so we'll see where this where this goes. We're going to put the link on our Facebook page and you guys can check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing how pumping can support your breastfeeding journey. Our expert, Gina Chanye, is a certified lactation counselor, mother of two breastfed kids, and global vice president of healthcare relations at Lansino, a breastfeeding and pumping accessories company. Thank you for joining us, Gina, and welcome to The Boob Group. Thank you. Gina, why would a breastfeeding mom also pump? Well, there are a lot of reasons why a mom would be pumping. I mean, the biggest reason is if she and her baby are going to be apart during a feeding, it would be really important for her to pump so her body gets the regular stimulation it needs to keep making milk. And then she also could keep that milk for future times when she and her baby are going to be apart. Um, But one of the things to understand is that, you know, pumping is not, feeding at the breast and vice versa. So it's really important for breastfeeding to be established if possible, you know, again, talking about ideal situations, you know, ideally baby would be teaching mom's body how much milk to make and she would hold up on pumping because essentially pumping is tricking your body into thinking it's a baby. So it lets the milk out. Um, So one of the biggest things is to have milk to leave behind when you're apart Um, Another reason why a mom would be pumping is if she does need to boost her supply, if she has a low supply um, issue that's been addressed, she can use pumping to add additional stimulation 
um, so she can, you know, store up more milk or, or boost her supply. Okay, so it's not that all moms have to pump. I mean, when we think about other cultures out there, they may not have breast pumps, right? Or maybe they hand express if they need to. But Gina, do you think that all moms need to pump? I really honestly, I think it's only as necessary. But really, what's ending up happening and what's happened over the last you know decade or so it's so good because so many more moms are breastfeeding. More moms are saying, I'm going to go back to work and pump and still stay breastfeeding. And that's all been really possible with tools like pumps. Um, But I don't think every mom needs to pump. I mean, really the best way to get, to keep your supply, to make sure that your baby's getting the nutrients that they need to, you know, reap all those health benefits for baby and for mom really is having baby at the breast. But, you know, it's a it's a very overwhelming experience sometimes. Moms are really tired. You've got family members who are saying, I want to be the baby, and all of that's understandable. But it's really important to remember this is a natural thing, and really the baby is the best teacher for telling mom's body how much milk to make. Right, right. Okay, so are there different types of pumps to choose from? depending on why the mom needs to pump? Yes. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, you mentioned it. We have, we have hands and we can hand express. I mean, you don't have to use a machine or a manual pump. Um, and, you know, many moms do hand express. If you're going to be away, you know, for a sustained period of time, you maybe, you know, could use a manual pump. You know, manual pump works on your power, so you control the um, you know, the speed and the settings really of a manual pump. Um, and that's going to be something that, you know, you just need to pump a little bit out. You you certainly can store the milk that you pump with a manual pump. But if a mom is going to be away for several feedings at a time, let's say she's going back to work full time um, or even part time, if she's going to be away for any feedings, it's really, you know, good for her to keep her supply up and to keep that suction and that stimulation going. So an, an electric pump may be a better option for her. The other thing is that with a manual pump, you're doing it one breast at a time. Um, If you've only got a certain amount of time, efficiency-wise, doing a double pumping would be more efficient and help stimulate even more. Right. And then, of course, there's the hospital-grade pumps for moms who really need it in the beginning. I know I was one of those moms with my twins. Right. So if... um, If you can't, if the baby isn't at the breast right away or if baby, you know, is born prematurely or before their due date, um, you know, they may have some sucking coordination issues and that's okay. All of that can be resolved, but mom's body does need to get that stimulation in order for her mature milk to come in. So, you know, a multi-user pump that you can rent from the hospital or use right there at the hospital is going to help establish your milk supply. Right. And moms probably need to know that there is a really big difference between the hospital grade pumps and the ones, let's say, you could buy online or at the baby store, right? Well, I mean, there have been a lot of advances with breast pumps. And one of the biggest differences between the hospital version and the retail pumps is that the pumps that you would find at the store, you cannot share. It's a single user product. Um, And that's regulated by the FDA. And so, um, and, and, and really, it depends on the speed and the suction of that pump. Some pumps that are sold in stores aren't powerful enough, really, to establish a supply. There are 
other pumps that are as powerful but are not meant to be shared. So that's why the hospital pump is good because it's definitely got good power and very efficient and it can be used with multiple users and they just have their own separate collection kit. Okay, so for the moms who don't need the hospital-grade pump, can they get a regular pump through their insurance company? Yes, so this is part of the Affordable Care Act. Um, All insurance companies are offering breastfeeding supplies, namely breast pumps. Some insurance companies are covering breastfeeding accessories as well. Um, But it really does depend on the insurance company. It just depends on the mom's coverage, you know, what pump that insurance company is offering. So those are things that moms can ask when they call their insurance company. Um, You know, what type of pump is covered? When can I get that pump? Because sometimes the insurance companies are saying you have to wait until after birth. And then some companies are saying you can get it before the birth. So it's just good to know, um, you know, what your insurance coverage is and the type of pump. Um, Some providers only have, you know, one option. Some have two, some have three. So it's good to know if you have a choice. And researching pumps is really important. You know, read reviews, um, you know, see what other people's experiences have been. And then you can actually talk with your insurance company about which brand that they would be offering. Okay, great. Alma, how did you choose your breast pump? I work at a hospital, right? So they recommended the double electric pump. So I bought the double electric pump. Uh, My insurance started covering it just recently. Okay, great. How did you get your insurance company to cover it? Were there specific questions that you had to ask them? How did that process work? Um, The doctor put the order in and then they called me within the next two days, maybe. And they just asked me if I wanted the double or the single. And of course, I said the double. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, to make it easier. So Gina, when should a mom start pumping to prepare to go back to work? Well, I mean, it does depend on how long her maternity leave is. But ideally, we'd want to let a mom and baby, you know, sort of establish her milk supply, the two of them. So we really don't recommend pumping before four weeks if possible. Again, Every mom's situation is different, and she's not doing anything bad if she pumps beforehand. Again, a pump is tricking your body into thinking it's a baby. So sometimes moms um, start pumping earlier on, and then they get worried because they're only pumping, let's say, two or two ounces out. And they think, oh, no, that means that's all my baby's getting. My baby must not be getting enough. I must have a low milk supply, and it all kind of spirals from there. Whereas the baby at the breast is really efficient and the baby, you know, you could pump two ounces and the baby could get four out. So it's really important for baby to be teaching mom's body how much milk to make in that first month. So it's established. Then introducing pumping is totally understandable. It's a good thing to do, especially if you know you're going back to work. So familiarizing yourself with the pump, getting all the parts out, you know, sterilizing them according to the instructions. You know, I talked to some moms and they just were petrified of getting the pump out of the box and waited until, you know, the day before. And then were really worried because their body wasn't responding and the body just needs a little bit of time. So you don't want to wait too long, but you don't want to go, you know, start too early. So Alma, when did you start pumping and how much did you have when you actually went back to work? How much did you have stored up? So um, I had to go back to work at around six weeks postpartum. So, of course, I was procrastinating um, about mm, four days before (laughs) I started uh, making a stash. It was 
pretty tiny stash, actually. I should have worked on that a little earlier. So how much were you able to pump when you first started out? Um, at first, it was a lot when you first um, you start breastfeeding. It's a lot of milk. Um, every day, um, I'd pump maybe a bag, which is about uh, six, eight ounces. Okay. And was that the total amount that you pumped? or During that, the day. Okay. And how many times did you pump? Uh, two, three times. Two or three times. So you got somewhere around, what, three, two to three ounces per pumping session? Yes. Okay. And your baby was how old? She was six weeks at the time. Six weeks. Okay, good. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to discuss how to choose the right size phalange and how long a mom should pump for each pumping session. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Welcome back to the Boo Group, everybody. We are here with Gina Chanye. She's a certified lactation counselor and global vice president of healthcare relations at Lansano. Gina, is there more than one size pump flange to choose from? Yeah, there are different sizes, and every company does it um, slightly differently. You know, the Lansano Pump Double Electric Signature Pro Pump comes with a 24 millimeter size flange. Um, but it really, no nipple size is the same. So it's important to just take a look at, um, you know, if you're feeling pinching or you're noticing that your nipples more than just your nipple is being pulled into the tunnel, it would be a really good idea to have a consult with a lactation counselor or consultant to see if you need a, a smaller size or a larger size. And many of the companies offer different size flanges. Um, and there's also um, a company that does flange adapters, um, which really go from very, very extra small all the way up to um, much larger sizes. But it's important for the flange to fit correctly because you don't want to be in pain. And you also want to make sure that your milk is able to flow and it's not being pinched um, and you're not suffering any damage when you're pumping. Right. And that's exactly what can happen if you have the wrong size flange. Too much of that breast tissue gets pulled in. It can actually hurt the breast. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And it could even reduce the overall effectiveness of pumping, right? You may not get as much breast milk coming out. Right, exactly. I mean, anytime you have some kind of, even whether it's an uncomfortable feeling or it's pain, you tend to tense up. Being tense is not conducive with breastfeeding. You want to kind of relax a little bit and pumping is the same way. Um, so if it's causing friction or if it's pinching um, or just just doesn't feel right, whatever is happening, it just doesn't feel right, um, it's a good idea to get measured and see if you need to go up or go down in the size. Okay. And Alma, did you know how to choose the correct size flange for you and your baby? Yes. Um, I, I didn't feel any pain or anything with the regular 24, mm -hmm. so I just ended up using that one. Okay, good. Gina, can you explain what a typical pumping session looks like when moms are preparing to go back to work? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the closer mom gets to um, returning to work, she wants to 
maintain that breastfeeding uh, breastfeeding relationship with her baby and, you know, breastfeed as often as she's together with the baby, um, that's going to help, you know, <laughs> that extra snuggling is going to help when you go back to work and you think, how am I ever going to leave this sweet baby? Um, but it also is going to be helping with her body getting used to pumping. Um, I mean, she wants to get used to how her body responds to the pump. And a lot of moms have asked me, how long should a pumping session be? And again, it's, I'm so sorry, but it's like, we're so different that I could pump in 10 minutes when it could take someone else 20 minutes. It just depends on how quickly your body responds. And what I tell moms is don't think there's going to be a certain amount of time if you don't have, if you're not, you know, hemmed in by a certain schedule. I mean, if you've only got 15 minutes to pump, then pump for 12 minutes and then use the three minutes to, to clean things up. So, but if you don't have to time them, don't time them. Just let your body let down, let it, you know, let the milk flow. You'll be able to see the streams of milk coming out. When the milk starts to slow down, the streams start to slow down. You can gently massage your breast while you're pumping to encourage more milk to be let out. Um, but, you know, you can feel your breast. You can feel it getting softer and you can tell. And usually that'll be around, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But again, there were some days where it took me 30 and some days where it took me 10. So, um, you know, when she goes back to work, she's going to want to mimic her baby's schedule. I mean, so if she fed her baby at eight and the baby usually feeds every two hours, she'll want to pump at 10. Um, and she'll really want to try to mimic that because her body is getting used to that schedule and also, you know, is looking for the regular stimulation. Plus her breasts are going to be swelling um, with milk and she's going to be ready to pump when that time comes around. Okay. What if mom is pumping to increase her milk supply? Is there a certain way to do that? Anything special? Yeah. I mean, there are um, a lot of different methods to do. If It's really important the mom knows that if she really does have a low supply. I think that's one of the biggest concerns that moms have, that they're not going to have enough. They're not going to produce enough, especially for breastfeeding moms who are not feeding, you know, with a bottle they can't, you know, they can't measure what, what's going in when they're strictly breastfeeding. So um, I think it would be important for a mom to make sure that she, you know, talk, check in with someone and see if she actually does really have low supply, whether her baby's gaining weight, et cetera, that there's good milk transfer. Um, but as far as pumping to increase your supply, there's something called power pumping. Um, we have the information up on our website on lymphonode.com, and there's also um, great resource, kellymom.com, which is a really great resource, talks about power pumping, and it gives you some good, um, you know, parameters as far as, you know, feeding the baby and then pumping, 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 and then taking a break, and then pumping, 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 and taking a break. And it's just, it's not one of those things you have to do forever. It's just really to sort of kickstart your body into increasing your milk supply. Right, because it's really about going back to how our bodies work. Our bodies work by supply and demand. When we demand more for our bodies, then our body produces the milk. So that's kind of the idea behind the power pumping, right? We're demanding more? Exactly. Yep. So how about if a baby is not latching, like in the beginning, maybe mom is struggling, maybe with a tongue tie, baby's just not latching well. Is there a way she should be pumping in order to protect her milk supply? Well, I mean, for that latching baby on, you know, gentle massage before and while she's nursing can also help push that milk down gently, um, you know, with that gentle massage. So 
um, you know, if baby isn't able to suck and to latch on in a strong enough way, mom can encourage the milk to come down and baby being at the breast is actually still going to be encouraging with that stimulation with baby latching on. And then after mom is done nursing, you know, letting the baby nurse as long as they want and then pumping after that. That's going to get the majority of the milk out of the breast and the body, again, will then replenish the milk. So the the most important thing is baby at the breast. So baby, you know, can be practicing and and working on nursing, um, you know, pumping to make sure that getting the milk out and then also making sure that the baby gets fed. So if baby isn't getting what it seems like enough at the breast, obviously you'll be having the express breast milk and you can have that given to the baby. I mean, that's really, really important, whether it's tongue tie, whether it's lip tie, anything like that. We need to make sure that the baby is, you know, gaining weight and getting the milk, even if there are some issues that we're addressing with the uh, the latching on. Right. Number one thing, feed the baby, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Alma, what were the reasons you need to pump for besides going back to work? Or was that it? Was that your main focus? Um, I also did some of the power pumping because I realized um, I needed more milk. Okay. And what made you think that you needed more milk? Um, I was pumping and I was getting very small amounts, um, maybe an ounce on one and maybe half an ounce on the other. Mm-hmm. So I decided, well, maybe I should power pump. Mm-hmm. And did that help? It did. It did help a lot. Well, thanks so much to Gina and, of course, to our breastfeeding mama, Alma, for helping us all better understand how pumping can support our breastfeeding journeys. And for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show. Gina is going to give us some tips to aid us in comfort when using a pump if you have severely cracked or bleeding nipples. Ouch, right? For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. All right, it's time for a funny segment we have on the Boob Group called Boob Oops, and it's where you guys share your funny stories. And I love this one. This is nice and short, and it comes from Laura. And Laura says, my breastfeeding story is funny and cute. I was feeding my younger daughter in a coffee shop. Some people were glaring at me, even though I had a blanket thrown over my shoulder. It made me very uncomfortable, and I thought of going to my car. Just then, my two-and-a-half-year-old looked over at these very rude people and said, It's only Lulu's milk. Stop looking at us, please. I think I have an activist on my hands. Needless to say, they stopped looking, and I did not have to go to the car. I love this, Laura. I can totally picture your little girl saying this because my little girls are about two. And I think they're getting to the point where if someone tried to take their milk away from them or gave them a mean look, I really think that they would go after them as well. So anyways, Laura, thanks so much for sending this in. If you guys have a funny boob-oop story you want to share with us, you can go to our website, click the contact link, and submit it that way or you can call our voicemail at 619-866-4775. 
All right, everyone, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Thanks so much. Please don't forget to check out some of our sister shows. We have Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Infants and Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents with Multiples. Thank you so much for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.